Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live from a gloomy Sydney Portier afternoon, 15th of March, and we are in one of the more surreal, interesting times of our young lives, coming at us live from Melbourne, Victoria, ex uh, Hong Kong Rugby League board member and one-time Thunderino, Jack. How's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, uh, yeah, as you say, it's... Uh... In the three or four years, I guess we've been doing um, legal five. counsel. Yeah, five it is shit. I mean, the one world moment that I, you know, world shocking moment that I remember, is, but it's not even similar to this, was the, the um, upset of Joshua, uh, upset of Anthony, Anthony Joshua Ruiz, right? Can you remember that? That was quite a, a Sunday afternoon where the world was shocked to its foundations. Yeah. This is a, I don't know, it's a, that that yeah. was um, that, that for us we were we were bright and amongst it and we were high on life and yeah for 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 those ten minutes following that um, certainly did feel like it was a world event but this is this is something that is hitting sport which we haven't really ever seen an event basically grind sporting competitions to a halt this is the very first time I can ever remember and we probably haven't lived in a you know, in different times, this this probably would be a little bit more common through the likes of world wars or you know protests at the Olympics yeah. or that kind of thing. But September eleventh, did that affect any American sports? Oh, well, it stopped people tra- like traveling and stuff, didn't it? A wee bit, but not long, not le- very long time, was it? It was just Don't, like the odd game got. Yeah, I think they probably would have had the odd stand down game. Interestingly, September eleventh. You know, when you always say, "Where were you?" I was, yeah, it's my go-to party. Yeah, when yeah. I, first I met was someone. playing contact sport in Argentina. Um, oh. The first time I went there, I went there a couple of times, and I was just trying to – I didn't really understand any Spanish at the time. Um, a few visits later, I'll probably pick up a little bit more. And I remember watching a TV and just seeing, you know, the hysteria and the bomb. It just, I think I was just walking past a, a sort of deli probably highly intoxicated and there's just yeah. a crowd of people outside watching um watching tv watching like, tv and I, I didn't know what was yeah, happening but my first reaction was the coaches got us together and said well there's a travel ban so you boys and this is right at the end of our trip you boys might have to stay here indefinitely and we were just like cocker yeah. <laughs> we're like <laughs> what so we're going to stay in fucking south america for another two to three weeks and, yeah. you know, the first 20 minutes of, of conversation was like, okay, cool, we'll hold ourselves up in a hotel. We'll basically be on the piss for another three weeks. The rugby was finished. Um, the tournament was finished. Uh, it was me. just... The contact sport was finished, yeah. Like, fuck, I said the R word. Contact yeah, but I actually... Over. Yeah, 
They're actually sending a team back again this year. Someone sent me a. I think mm. I sent that, a photo of that to you. Yeah, actually, yeah. Where were you? Um, September eleventh. Uh, so I say this. I was in bed asleep at my parents' house, like first year of uni, wasn't it? Yeah, first year of uni, and woke up, and I always had the shitty little radio sort of stereo system next to my desk, uh, next to my bed, and I pressed the button to hear Martin Devlin, and I, I've always told myself, I thought New Zealand were playing West Indies, in West Indies at the time, mm-hmm. but so, but I've actually, the other week I actually looked it up to see if they were, and they weren't, so my memories are foggy, but anyway, I heard Devlin going on about cricket or sport or something, and going, oh, I don't know if we can talk about sport today so much, and then I was like, what the fuck are you going on about? Talk sport should be humming at this time, and then I uh, walked in lounge with mum and dad, and I just saw it on TV, and Pe- then went to were holding up. I remember once I got back to uh, New Zealand, and I remember talking to, to mates, they basically just didn't go to uni for three days, and they just watched CNN, um, Larry King up the wazoo, and just nonstop. Who was the guy, who was like the face of news back then? Um, I think he ended up getting uh-huh. his own show. But American News, I think he's the gay guy that ended up getting his own show. Right here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. But he yeah. basically became someone just synonymous with um, with everything that was happening at the uh, time. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I know the guy you're talking about. Do some... Get, now, get didn't, so September 11th, it was right in finals football. Mm. 2001, it was the Knights-Eels grand final. So Correct. Interesting. I wonder, did it affect? I mean, it was a what day of the week? Was it a well, Tuesday? Earlier on in that contact sport trip, um, a week or two earlier, I remember getting up and jumping on the computer, an internet cafe in yep. Buenos Aires, and seeing that the Warriors, for the first time that they were playing finals football, had fifty oh, points. Right. Fifty points put on them by the Eels, and right, because remember, we had champion was injured. Yeah, no, no, Beetham was injured. Beetham got injured the week before. That was um, bittersweet because obviously, you know, as as a team, it was the first time that you made the playoffs. Just back to your um, clock radio. Fuck, clock radios were an important part of your life back then, weren't they? Like I remember I'd always have like, I'd go to bed and have maybe half an hour worth of just listening to the clock radio. A bit of Rick D's in the oh. weekly top 40. And How good was uh, like when New Zealand or Australia were playing in uh, England oh. though, and they had the shipping the shipping reports? Oh, mate, me listening to cricket on a on a transistor when you were in your youth and going to sleep to the sound of either your ABC or your Brian Waddles. Yeah, there's nothing quite like it, really, was it? Oh, it's brilliant. It really was. Um, just a just a very nice. Very nice part of the upbringing. Okay, so we're kind of in a roundabout way. We've gone back. So there's a there's a press conference this morning. Now, the beauty of social media these days or or having a phone that has WhatsApp on it is you don't really have to ever watch anything because you get told within a forum. And I was told the other day, gee whiz, you're in a lot of WhatsApp forums. And I, and I had to explain like the, the key ones. By who? <laughs> to, who asked that? Your mumsy or Volkman? Oh. I can't remember, but I basically was saying that WhatsApp's, it's generally, it's, it's like, it's like everything, isn't it? It's your news, your entertainment, the way yeah. of continuing to keep, but there's a few forums going. I've got three different league forums. So I've got your Kiwi I've league got, forum. I've got your, just your Aussie Bogan league forum, your good Aussie league guys. And then I've got my fantasy NRL league forum. And between those three, I basically got the whole press conference. So 
essentially, if I can recap without actually having seen it, and you who watched it could tell me if I'm right or wrong, the NRL basically came out and said it'd be catastrophic if we paused or suspended the season. We're going to continue to play indoors without any crowds for round two. Um, not indoors. But we're not playing at Dockland Stadium. stadium but, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Warriors are going to relocate to the Gold Coast, um, yep. which we'll touch on the Warriors situation later. So if you didn't see the press conference, there's three other things I got from it. So one was they kept, and it's just to sort of get out of jail free clause, basically. They keep saying this is fluid. It could change tonight, sweet yep. as. Yep. But you could see definitely the desperation in, in, in Valandis and Greenberg. The other thing is Valandis totally dominated the pre- – like, That was my question for you. So that I would have thought in a general – uh, business or sort of organisation, the CEO would take the front and the chairman would sort of totally. be on the side. Yeah. It was the other way around, which was interesting. And But Volandis... But would, look, John, Grant, would John Grant have done that? You know, would he have been the main guy over... And, and uh, what's nah, the difference nah, between the roles? Like, I've, throughout this process, I've got so confused around... Say, Volandis is the CEO of Australian Rugby League. No, uh, he's Sorry, the chairman. The chairman. Of the and board. So where does NRL, does NRL report to the Australian Rugby League or what? What's yeah, the NRL is a subsidy of the, yeah, NRL is the ARLC, Australian Rugby League Commission, then appoints the CEO of the National Rugby League. And then I don't think they appoint, so New South Wales Rugby League and Queensland Rugby League and all the state sub-associations are underneath, but they have more um, uh, autonomy in terms of choosing their board members, etc., their CEOs. But the ARLC has control of the NRL and the and appoints the, the CEO, who then can basically, you know, make theoretically all his appointments below him, you know? So to read between the lines of what I've seen and, and having had some um, – knowledge of how Peter Volandis operates, Todd Greenberg's a walking um, redundancy. He's not getting his job extended. And Volandis is essentially going to well, – uh, he's going to yeah. put in a guy that he knows he can control. Yes. That's going to happen. Yeah, I, Greenberg's I gone. Think, yeah, but, I mean, this whole crisis has sort of put an interesting pale on it. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I know – the fans of LC probably know you're not a huge big Greenberg fan. I have, I have a bit of time for him, um, so I would I would say I thought Valandis. So let me get back to the point. So what I say, Green Valandis dominated Greenberg. They kept saying about this is fluid; it could change tonight. They held well. They didn't hold, but they basically told the government like they need to bail out. So the diff, NRL does run very close to the wind and there's a, a few idiots on a couple of forums on one too that are sort of like well what do they did with what did they do with the broadcast money i'm saying you idiots do you think the broadcasters actually fronted up like what was it a billion like 1.4 billion straight off no of course in any contract you're gonna get paid like gradually as the as your games go on right mm. and then of course they said if you don't if you don't play your game of course you don't get paid like no sh- so but I guess what the probably the rugby you know, league isn't a go. Uh, so, and 
we are in a fairly precarious position, right? And, and a lot of, and, and I don't want to get philosophical, but our whole system is basically based on this. Like capitalism means it has to be fed down the chain. So as soon as one of those chains breaks down for whatever reason, yeah. it, it hurts everyone. And I mean, unless I guess if you're very asset rich, because then you can start to control the means of production, start getting into debt hole or whatever. But like, there's lots of uh, and rugby league is one of them. And uh, so three or four weeks we're bust. Okay, so so that's probably the question that a few people have been asking is that any business, which is again based on revenue to do with the TV, and, and it's not as though the NRL is a new business. Okay, so where's the surplus and where have the funds been appropriated over a number of years? Because you can't just say they're running that close to the wind that the the revenue that they get in goes out to the clubs and it goes out to pay the players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're just basically running at almost neutral. They make money and they'll be making no, money so, over a number yeah, of they years. Do, well, 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 go, well, okay. There's a Stu Pierce who's listening to this will love me saying this, but the salaries are overinflated. The digital age has changed their revenue streams dramatically. I mean, I'm paying 25 bucks for the KO, right? Mm. A month. That's not, I mean, if you, how many people are massive league men, especially in a country that is democratic, uh, d- uh, demographically changing phenomenally in terms of the Asian and Indian, like, not, or maybe the Indians yeah. KO for cricket, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same country that it was 10, 15 years ago. Which is why so, I guess Philandes was over in the US recently because the broadcast rights are so important and, and where well, the NBA have basically in the last 10 years been able to go and grow and grow and grow and grow is, how they've looked at international rights, how they've looked at streaming, how they've looked at putting um, their product across multiple different platforms, etc. And 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 you 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 felt that 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 Volandis is on the precipice of doing this deal, well, and then we have a pandemic hits place, which is really no, um, bringing well, everything I, into the, spotlight. One of the first things I remember when Volandis was given his uh, chairman role, the ARLC, he said, "I've got some work to do." This is a very good product. They make some good revenue, but it is there's no assets. Hmm. So basically, he was saying, well, something's not quite right with this model in that it's so popular, it's getting good revenues from the broadcast deal. Crowds are open. I mean, crowds, I mean, everyone slags their crowds off, but they're actually fucking pretty good in relativity to, you know, AFL's a different basket. It's a golden goose with the... Culture, culturally, it's, they love turning up the games, but in terms of any other sport in Australia, even cricket, like cricket internationals, but at a club level, doesn't even compete anyway. So though now, BBL, people big, go to see BBL. Yeah, sure. Yes, yeah, so they've... But, but is it, is it just on that point, right? Is it just that if you isolate this, and it's probably slightly more AFL generic to the country, but Victorians are just phenomenal people and amazing the way that they're made up. And I wonder if it's to do with the cultural what do you mean by that? melting pot. Well, I'll, I'll give you... So, the Big Bash, right? The BBL, last year, they had like 90,000 people go to a game. Now, is it that it's cricket? Or is it... And, and is it specifically to do with AFL have great crowns? Or is it actually stripping back the very fibre of the society of the people that live in Melbourne and how they just love going and watching live sport? And maybe that's actually overinflating AFL versus the actual just the Melburnians that like to go... And watch sport. Does that then maybe translate over to the but, Storm? Did the Storm get a good crowd comparison to other 
NFL. So what's a Storm's home crowd like? Uh, they'd average about 14,000, I think. So that's pretty good considering an NRL. You know, that's that's probably mid to upper tier, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's mid, definitely mid. Um, anyway, but, keep going uh, with this you, you bring up a very good qu- uh, I mean, we touched on it last week when I brought up the difference culturally between New South Wales yeah. and Victoria. New South Wales, from the Rum Rebellion days, <laughs> and read up about the Rum Rebellion, has been uh, focused on free market libertarianism. Victoria, from the Gold Rush days and the Eureka Stockade, has a completely different sort of mentality on the way we, way Victorians live their life in terms of uh, the working man, it's it's a bit more egalitarian. I'm just saying, do, I mean, do not we have, saying that the New South Wales... Do we owe the great people from Greece a lot? Because isn't Melbourne the, the second biggest Greek city in the world? And maybe a great proportion uh, of those... Uh, um, I don't know, but I think culturally this was set before that immigration after migration World War II. This, this, was set, this was set, as I said, the Gold Rush days, the Eureka Stockade... Um, the the battle the the battle across cr- religious lines between Catholics and uh, the Anglican Church, which in Victoria and probably to a lesser extent New South Wales, was still a big part of everyone's life to the seventies. You, you you ask uh, our parents' age, and I mean it was in Christchurch we were brought up the same thing. Culturally and socially, towns were were actually but divided between whether they were Catholic or Anglican. And one thing you can bring the Greeks and the the immigrant populations, Asian and stuff, to, to breaking down is those, just, what's that word? Sectarian lines mm. in both Australia and New Zealand are now. Like, our generation does not know about them. We mm. don't know if you were brought up uh, Presbyterian, Anglican or Catholic, mm. but our parents, they knew. Like, you remember they used to call the St. Bedians like left-footers and Marist people left-footers? I mean, mm. I never... I never really got that. Our parents, that was... I don't even think you, you, you couldn't marry a girl that was Anglican or... Pres- like that. I'm not not making a joke out of this. That my, was actually, actually, like, our generation never had that. My parents, my old man's Catholic and my old lady is uh, Anglican and they go to separate churches on Sunday. And then every Christmas when well, we were yeah, young, but, we had to alternate between the churches that we go to. They wouldn't set foot in the other ones on any other day but exactly. Christmas Day. So you're you you and your mumsy. I mean, you don't even go to church. So we we've got rid of that out of our society. So yeah, we are a lot more. Our, yeah, we're probably we, we're probably now more rugby league versus VFL more orientated. You know, I don't really hang out with the VFL people. I, I'd hate to go to the pub with them. Okay, so basic back to the back to our game, the state of our game, because we've gone. On but a isn't it interesting this crisis? And actually, the crisis we're having right now. It makes you just think about what we're a whole thing is set up or set, yeah. like what we're built on, right? Well, it's quite interesting. The, the world when, is built on a precipice, isn't it? And and as you say, like you know, the GFC opened a lot of wounds, and this is probably going to have some similar ramifications. But it's built on an absolute precipice, as you say, capital capitalism. But back to rugby league, back to the press conference. Essentially, I was kind of. Uh, my summation was, was near enough, wasn't it? That we're going to continue. The situation's fluid. No crowds. Back to this. But there's two more. I've got my two other things. The other thing he, they mentioned is that like they brought up, he goes, 
I'm not a medical expert. Hmm. Valenda said, I'm not a medical expert, but our players are fit and healthy. And he was almost, I could see, read between the lines, he was almost saying, well, if someone does test positive, we could keep going. No, Ben, that's how I read it. He was, we right. are that desperate. He set it up so that, let's say, I don't know, um, let's say uh, Paul Vaughan gets tested positive this Arvo, hmm. we will still try and push through it. Yeah, okay, third point. But I, I don't actually mind that. Point three. And then the other one was him taking the government, and it won't look good media because, of course, people are going to say us off. But fuck it, they're 20-year-old healthy males. And then the other point was, yeah, as I mentioned before, he held the government to ransom and made the, the saying, Australia is not Australia without rugby league. And I'm not sure if he said that at the right time. He should have maybe said that later on in the week. And obviously, the Rugby League Players Association now has to come to the party, mm. and they need Valandis and Greenberger have it. They're going to have to take some sort of pay cut. Yeah, they're going to have to because now the clubs don't have a, their revenue, which they look after, which is the crowds. Well, I mean, to to finish off on this and to and to move on to the actual footy, it's no real different than Flight Centre asking their employees to to go to four days a week versus five days a week. They're very. The- that the the demand for their product has dwindled such in the I mean that they are obviously and a number of different um, travel companies will probably be in the same position, but they're looking at ways to extend their operating service in the, in the midst of a global crisis, and the NRL will probably be looking at similar measures. So players are going to have to take a pay cut in some some shape or form. But anyway, let's hope and we the, don't have to get the warrior. The warriors have staying in Australia so disadvantaged. Green, so so Greenberg. But I don't know, but that, but Greenberg would have went to their hotel in Sydney last night mm. and just stayed the facts. They said, guys, we don't get a TV revenue. The TV revenue comes when you play. Your salaries are no, relying on that. It. You go home, don't come back. You can't expect to get paid. Okay. And, but, but what they could have been a little bit more creative, okay, for New, for New Zealand, they should have done this. Now, I, I sent this to a forum this morning. Theoretically, if the NRL put Canberra on a plane to New Zealand tomorrow, they could still play yep. round two. Then yep. round three, the Warriors are over here in, in Australia. Take the round yep. four game versus the Tigers, switch it to an away game. Round five's already away. So the comp can basically go on another month before reassessing with travel restrictions to New Zealand, etc. And that could be lifted. Then if you want to go even further, swap the Roosters and Warriors round six and 16 home games and then the Warriors end up playing in Australia up to the end of Magic Round. So that look, is great thinking. Some sort of compensation has to sort of looked at for the Warriors, but simply, I don't. I feel like there was a little bit rash. They should have just look at the Warriors draw and go, "How can we fix this?" Boom! Get Canberra over there right now. Fly them over. Right, Canberra. It's a, you're going to have to be disadvantaged yep. a little bit. Just go. Yep. Ricky's going to yep. throw They're his good toys. At the game. Good, good at the game. At the game. Warriors get to go back, and then they have the luxury, basically, of leaving the country when they would normally, so they can stay and train there. They can leave. They just can't come back for a, a little bit longer. That's assuming. That's assuming, and maybe Valencia Australia don't lock them up. Lock up their own they don't lock up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, I mean, yeah, Scoman might have given Valandis the tip, and then basically Valandis and Greenberg made the call. Yeah, let's keep the Warriors here just for, you know. So look, I'm, I'm, look, let's move on to the footy. But I came out of that. We've, this opens up so much opportunities for our game. Correct. Now, do you know who the happiest man in the world is? 
regarding coronavirus? Uh, the uh, the guy that sells Kleenex. I don't know. Nah, Jaden Oakenbore just ripped <laughs> his <laughs> ripped his sixteen year old story right off the page. In fact, I haven't even thought of that in the last forty eight hours. Basically, <laughs> if we didn't have this happening to our game, we would be diving into Oakenbore going to school, t- like talking to sixteen year old birds. And then, which is just wrong on so many levels. And I know that they said that they were 18. Still, horrendous, horrendous behavior. He's never going to play in the NRL again, is he? But, I mean, well, as, I as don't, look, I don't know right now. Who knows? Fucking, I don't know. Christian Crichton's got pneumonia, apparently. So maybe they'll be desperate for the TV money. They'll bring him back. Like, fuck, who knows? But coronavirus can be actually uh, transmitted sexually. So, fuck, imagine if he actually contracted it from her. And then, and then he gave it to Corey. Oh, who knows? This is a debacle. Fucking so, hell. They've still got to deal with that. But, I mean, that's just basically. That's that's on the back burner now, isn't it? Isn't it anyway? No, but, I mean, it's the greatest. If anything, Jaden Ockham, we could be back here in three years thinking Jaden Ockham is a, playing for New South Wales. We go, remember that time, like, coronavirus saved his career? Yeah, well, I hope it doesn't. He, he, there's there's some serious. Um, look, I'm, I'm looking over. Look, there's oh, no hurry, s- hurry, hurry. If they said they're 18, he's 22. Like, fuck, it's not the the position of power argument come into play, but it's not it's not George Powell based. No, mate, but it's actually under the employee of the dogs going to a school. Nah, I'm not even going there, mate. It's it's appalling. Oh, yeah, it's appalling. Think... Appalling. It's um, not. It's let's sad, move it's on before thing. you get yourself in real trouble. Um, okay, let's let's start with our overreactions of round one. Um, the footy hasn't been hasn't been amazing, but there's been some Never nice moments. Re- there's been some re- nice moments. Never is. There's been some nice moments. Told you, round ten's the sweet spot. Eleven, isn't it? Yeah, ten and eleven. It's a bit of, a, bit of an argument there. Um, where do we go? Eels Bulldogs was a fucking arm wrestle. Um, round What's one. Um, the Eels and Bulldogs. Just the, the most obvious thing about the Eels is they were just playing. Like it was September, it was real basic. They actually could have opened up the dogs, um, and actually they probably had enough artillery to really open up the dogs. But they just kept on going side to side. There was no forward momentum and just basic rug- principles of rugby league to go straight through the middle before you start playing footy. They were going wide early in the tackle count. Dogs were sliding, easy to tackle, and I thought the dogs were brave. And actually, at the end of the game, looked looked the better side. Um, a couple of stupid push passes, but. Generally, if I was a Dogs fan, I'd walk away from that more positive than an Eels fan. Well, I don't know, more positive. I mean, fuck, I'd, you'd feel a lot better than it. I mean, they put in, didn't they? They put an effort in. But yeah, I mean, very willing. You're out, if you're a Dogs fan, you can still, like, you'd be going, where the fuck are our points coming from? Seriously. Like, they just were inept, not inept on attack. They just don't have the. The flair. Like, Lachlan Lewis is tackling his ass off on the defensive God, side. God, we need to talk about him. He is, but I mean, that's not his job. I know, but I think he's a very, very good player. He's the best defensive half in the competition that I've seen. I reckon. Kieran Foran was good. Kieran Foran is kind of out at the moment. I want to say who's playing. Cleary's good tackler. Luke Carey has been mentioned. I laughed. Um, someone threw him up at me. What about Carey? Fuck Carey. Carey used to be a turnstile. Like me, he might have improved, but fuck. Lachlan Lewis just chops guys down. Good yeah, frame on him. 
Um, yep. Did you see much of the Raiders game? Raiders game, oh, it was just frustrating because I don't, I want the Titans to do all right, and they just were shit. They were like, mm-hmm. they were Warriors based. Mm-hmm. Like again, you go in with so much hope that things have turned around. They, Jared Wallace, like first set to the worst drop. They, I mean, they probably if you, if you weighed them up against the Warriors, they put in a bit more than the Warriors. But gee, they were bad. Like it's gonna be a tough season for them. Although, if, it, if the magic month is on the Gold Coast, it might give them a bit of an advantage. Yeah. Um, fuck. I actually had some money on the Titans, so wasn't really that happy. Yeah. Um, the Whiten Raiders... looked all right. What's that? Whiten looked all right. Yeah, uh, Whiten looked good, didn't he? Yeah, hard. I mean, if you Raiders, they did what they had to do, but I mean, it's, you don't, you're not going to start saying now that they're going to be battling for the minor premiership yet. Mm. Um, and just a, not a great. First thoughts of the home, the new stadium in um, North Queensland? Oh, loved, loved what it oh, I mean, on television. And, and as I understand where it is in, in Townsville, I thought that is that fucking Stockland Townsville stadium was shit, wasn't it? Dairy What's Farms, it 1300 Smiles, whatever you want to was 1300. Oh, this one's called Queensland Country Bank, which is basically the Queensland Credit Union uh, Stadium. Okay. And, I mean, we saw probably. Broncos fans probably walked into that game thinking, well, anything's possible here. We know what we're capable of, but there's a not sure if we're going to throw it out there. And all signs were pointing towards the Cowboys um, christening the new stadium with a really good win with probably the, the best modern-day rivalry in our game, Cowboys-Broncos. And fuck me, there's some juicy talent in, that, in the Broncos team. Just David Fafita. If you, if you haven't seen him play rugby league, Excuse me for thinking that he's basically everything that you want in a in a modern rugby league forward. He's just the pace that he's got, the power. Um, I don't know what his position is, but fuck me, how, well, how about trying to tackle him? Need a position? No, oh, you know I don't want it. Was it 2018? I picked them number one in my draft. Yeah, no, you laughed year. at me. Yeah, you, yeah. you thought I was the uh, the the uh, benefit fraudster. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Payne Haas. So, so looking back, was that a good call? It was. You also put Tana Boyd in there too, though, remember? Yeah, fuck. Oh, that was in my top three, yeah. What Payne about Boyd. Payne Haas too? Oof. Yeah, uh, you're just fishing for the apology. But oh, yeah, am. okay, I was wrong. He's fucking good. He's incredible. And, and it broke my heart. I was talking to Charlie Gubb last night, and he said that, that Warriors actually brought him over for a trial as a 15 year old and he was carving up then but ha- so I how, don't know how come he didn't like did he did they pull him over or was he living in Auckland at the time uh, they pulled him over just for like a, you know they did those sort of training trials just for a bit and bring them in did they not sign now. who knows oh who knows Charlie didn't tell me the full thing well, maybe they did and he was like nah the Broncos have already signed me so he might have just wanted the free trip to Auckland you know with these fellas yeah um I mean, I don't know if I've got any any words in me for the Warriors Knights. I can say I mean, that. Well, well, well Jermaine Ozaka, I thought did before we moved on there. I thought Jermaine Ozaka played really well in Jackson Bird's uh, position. Yeah, Osako Osako was was very good. Before we move on to, before we move on to the Knights Warriors, um, I, I, the Knights were average. But to score zero, the defense was actually really good for the Knights. They came up and they pressured. I don't know. I'm not complaining about the ref, but the ref was just blowing penalties. There was something like 
12 penalties in the first 20 minutes. It was just a horribly, horrible conditions. The Warriors looked so, so bad and so slow, oh. so slow. And I've heard people say maybe they got told about the, um, they actually got told about the situation before the game. So I know that the, the friends and family and the, and the club knew about it before kickoff. So who knows what happened if the players knew or oh, not? Did they? Yep. But Still the, the, the speed of the game, and again, I'm going to say conditions probably had a bit to do with it. It, it was right. like watching a team with just zero flair. And, and you know that some some decent individual players in the Warriors, they looked so shit. I think when Nick Arima came on, he sped the game up a bit. Wade Egan should never play first-grade football again. The fact that they bought him over Carl Lawton, there's just no need. Carl Lawton looked sensational at the end of last year. Oh, no, and if you're going to play Nick Arima at dummy half, start with Lawton and play Nick Arima. It's just... Have you, I mean, I've talked to that many Penrith players that go, yeah, Egan shit. Like it, he was, he wasn't even starting for the Panthers last year. They dropped him. He's, he's nil. They've got to just put him to the side like they put Adam Kerrigan to the side last year. Knights, they did what they had to do. They had good energy on defense. You'll love this though. Yeah. Our, um, Middle East correspondent, sub correspondent Ben Hayden actually, I don't know if you saw that on the WhatsApp forum said, I can't get over how bad, uh, Parmigiana treats the Warriors. Yeah. And that's a, a neutral. Like, he's picked up. Like, we get fucking dog from him. But, I mean, that's not... We would have lost even if we had a mad yeah. butcher reference. Yeah. But I'm just <laughs> saying. It's... Absolutely true. The Knights don't get any illusions that the Knights are good. I don't I don't think they're going to... They're threatened much this year. Not, it's just how not, bad the Warriors are. Fuck, it was shit weather, too. Was Sydney... Sydney wasn't that bad yesterday, was it? No, nah, it wasn't like the Howling Gale that it was down in Marathon. And shout-out shout out to one of our big fans, Bugs, in, uh, based in Singapore. Yep. The poor bloke. That'll be the only Warriors game he goes to this year. He went drove up from Sydney to that. The fuck? Flew hell. in and they, from Singapore to go to cricket, which was cancelled on um, on Friday, and right. he had to witness that garbage. But I did see a video of him sculling a Jim Beam on the, uh, on the bankment over there in Marathon, so... Tremendous effort to have to witness that and then either spend the night in Newcastle or drive back. Um, I, now, I didn't see the Rabbitohs Sharks, but I, I hear, heard that it was a really nice finish. Yeah, it was a nice finish, and I uh, probably was forward. Um, Katoa did some great finishing, a uh, couple of tries in that second half of Sean Johnson's long balls. Mm. Um, yeah, the Sharkies, they didn't play very well in the first half, and the uh, Rabbitohs got on top top of them a bit they look good second half I think you have to say the best team won in the end but I mean I'm not writing one of our fans sort of said uh, Sharks wooden spoon I don't don't nah. think they a wooden spoon they're just too too hearty to, to finish 16th um, yeah great I mean just... they looked yeah Johnson played quite well I mean the Rabbitohs have a bit of a concern that they hooked Mitchell in the 55th minute or something did they? yeah they hooked him Wow, he wasn't playing well at uh, fullback. He doesn't, he doesn't have that fullback's eye for the game to get himself involved. You know that. I mean, Billy's the greatest at it, but, or Peachy. Those fullbacks, you know, they because you can easily, as a fullback, not get involved in the game if you don't actually have that feel for it. Yeah, it's an anticipation game, isn't it? Yeah. Um and I think it probably takes quite a while to learn. There's naturals that maybe grew up playing fullback that, that started a wing in the NRL and then go back there. Um, 
but it makes for the Rabbitohs to have a bit of a like a problem because I mean they've signed this bot, but he wants to play fullback. Um, he's a better centre, but then you've got to put Johnson back to fullback, and then do you get rid of Braden Burns or no, James Robinson? I like Alex Johnson at fullback. He's always played well at fullback. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, what does it do with the centres? Like poor old Braden and James Roberts, they played quite well. So it just maybe it. Mitchell, what I'm saying is Littrell's signing has the potential to maybe cause some, uh, I don't know, just some friction in Rabideau's yeah, camp. They, they'll get through it. They'll get through it. Um, just before, okay, so actually, sorry, Panthers-Roosters. The speed of that Big game was, was, was like a September oh, footy. Um, they would have put steals on both the Warriors and Knights if they oh. played like that. Just a, a nice track. same 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 with Broncos Cowboys. That was a similar speed. Yeah. Um, also, Rabbitohs Sharks. I heard was was also quite nice. The, the the Panthers Roosters. The speed of that game. It was like putting the Warriors on eight times fast forward, and yep. um, just the fluency in attack, the depth of attack, the the options of the halves. It's nice to see Nathan Cleary controlling the team. I think last year he had to fight against Maloney. Um, and I think when Cleary had that first year in grade before Maloney came across from the Sharks, Moylan's a little bit more passive. He's a secondary playmaker and Maloney, um, and Cleary was certainly running the team. And I think that when he's controlling things, the Panthers are a much better team. I think they still have a few issues attack wise. Um, they, they did sort of kind of have a few issues early in the first half about not really knowing what to do in the red zone, but. You've just got to give early and deep ball to kick out, essentially. And Stephen Crichton's going to be a superstar of our game. Yeah, and did, did Panther Man give us that tip, did he? I might have yeah, missed it. he did. Wow. Because who'd they let go? They let go... Um, who was one of the back three? Is they let, or more has been gone for a while. Wonga, Wonga Blake and DWZ. Oh, yeah. And DWZ, yeah. So they obviously knew they had that young fella coming up through the... He reminds me of like a Polynesian peachy. Like He's when Peachy tall. was early days. David Peachy. Rangy. I oh. love those football. And that's not generally you get out of a Polynesian person, no, is it? No, it's like a Tom Taborovic build, isn't it? Mate, He's got like, yeah, you're right. It's Tom Taborovic with Polynesian genes. Maketha, Meatha. Um, yeah, I just think, so aside before we go to Sunday, and I'm going to have to get back into 2019 form around picking um, the Sunday games, we... We do have the opportunity to be quite innovative now, and if we're going to go, if we're going to go into no crowds, probably the most important person not on the field is is the MC or the DJ. So, what I think that people oh. need to think long and hard about now is, you know, obviously the Warriors are going to play at Seabus Super Stadium, so they need to fly their fucking DJ over ASAP, and yep. his and his big box of decks or his his list of his computer essentially probably these days because i think that they need to be putting you know as much possible um maybe some beautiful nisha mystic comes across the um comes across blaring out of the out of the speakers maybe just some Attack. nice reggae yeah just on defense um and maybe when like the opposition are attacking them just some really sharp violins just or maybe the clock just it's their ticking. home game still, right? Yeah, because it's their home yeah, ground. Yeah. Imagine if you're like trying to score. If, if say the Raiders <laughs> are on attack, and you just got. Where's the Jaws music? 
Um, the drums, surely the drums have got to come out. So real opportunity. And could this go? I mean, two years ago, you said the big screens simulated crowds. So I Mate, heard an idea today. I, see, I heard a day today on Twitter. It might have been Joel Kane actually saying, put on the big screen, do like the old school NRL grand finals where you, sm- where you flash over to the league clubs <laughs> and just have the league clubs and have the noise belting out through the um, speakers so that you've just got fans going wild. Um, and obviously the music plays its part. So we've, we've got the ability to innovate. That is like, that's the budget version of my virtual crowds. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good start. In fact, we at, in my business, we've got this sort of like, um, what's it called? A, uh, it's like a, uh, it, uh, it's like, what do they call it? Like a nurturer. So if you come up with a really good idea, you can front it up on this uh, collective board or whatever. And then the business will give some startup funding for it, like trying to copy sort of the um, uh, Silicon Valley stuff. And I actually posted that a really detailed to our like, digital team, mm. and no one really even bit at it. So I'm going to go to work tomorrow and say, "Fuck, guys, get back at them." Some money at this would be fucking raking it in. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's actually doing it by books. It's it's belting down now outside my window. Um, so we're going to have a boggy brook vale, and and s- there is nothing like a boggy Ooh. brook vale. Because it's not great underfooting. So hold your collective but then breath. Then it rips up the asbestos. Hold your collective breath for Tom Dubovich. I just, just do not injure yourself today, Tommy, please. Um, Melbourne Storm since 2010 have lost one game in the first round. Um, there is a real chance out there that this could be number two. I believe. This is, this is going to be a single-digit single score, isn't it? it is, if you want to make some money, bet the under. Under 38.5 points today, paying $1.86. Throw the mortgage on that. Yep. Have a good look at Manly. Head-to-head, $1.88 plays $1.92. Um, I'm, I'm getting on Manly today. What, what about yourself? I will get on Storm. I'm going to who would, who would think we'll win Iron Storm, and it'll just be a brilliant sort of. But the game, uh, Fanukin and um, Kafusi and Farmasili, this is their type of game. Farmasili, I haven't seen enough of him. We need to yeah, see, we need to see in that something. Test match. Who was he playing in the test yeah. match for? Or someone when Fiji flogged them. Oh, didn't see that game. And then we're over to. Wynn Stadium. Yep. Dragons hosting Tigers. What do you reckon? Very hard game. To, very hard game to pick. Hate the six fifteen. Dragons. Spot. Yeah, it's a good game. I mean, a, that could potentially be the last game of the year. Nah, we'll keep playing. But fuck. Uh, what a game! What a enjoy your rugby league today. Surely. I mean, how can you pick that? Luke Brooks like, what the, pulled out, the, and Josh Reynolds at half. TAB. Because I mean, they are. I think that swings it for the Dragons with um, Luke. I mean, that out. probably helps them if I'm. Yeah, really looking forward. Okay, that swings it to me for the Tigers. Yeah, no, no, what? For the Dragons, nah, it swings know. it for me for the Tigers. Oh, Not for the Tigers. Brooks oh. gone and Reynolds and swings it for the. T- I've got the Tigers. I like a big win for the. Um, I like a big win for the Dragons today. By eighteen points. Uh, by ten, because the Tigers can tackle. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing Billy Britton play. 
Is he former Rabbitoh? Yeah. He never couldn't get a go behind Crook. Yeah. So. Um, and then Harry he is uh, Walters' boy playing dummy Billy. half for uh, the Tigers. Billy. Yeah. Um, Adam Dewey at centre. Corey Thompson at fullback. Doesn't he's and Josh Reynolds at half back doesn't inspire confidence. Um, do you think if Michael, if Robert Jennings had the shits, right? And Michael Jennings just and he rang up Michael and goes, Bro, I need you to um play, I'm crooked in the guts. Anyone would know the difference? Now, Michael looks a bit different than George, I reckon. Robert. I'm just looking at Robert right oh, now. Robert. And he's got oh, a yeah, beard now. Yeah, yeah. I would just—you'd have to get rid of the salt and pepper from um, the side of Michael Jennings's hair. But, jeez, they look alike. Um, I'm going for a little a little double here. Dragons into Manly. Feel pretty good about that. Um, bet the under on both games. Storm the Tigers, me. Oh, oof, it's going to be some going to be some red on our faces. So let's just Crap, hopefully. Are they going to turn up? Uh, well, it's going to be the last time they get together for for a while. Let's hope it's just a four four week thing here in Australia. There's there's signs of life that are potentially just to buckle down with the boomers and yeah. um, lock yourselves down, and we might be back in back in business in a few few weeks time. Hopefully, and just, um, one other thing that's thought to me is that boomers have got too much power. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe Jacinda. Jacinda wouldn't be considered a boomer too, so she's made interesting. Yeah, it's another interesting part of it. Um, any other big big picture things from you? Do we do we need to go to next week yet? Or um, well, we don't even know where it's going to. So giving tips and shit's going to be difficult, isn't it? Oh, but I mean, let, I just, just think it's. Let's just have a look at. So it's of... going to be. So we're assuming they're going to be played at their home ground, right. in no crowds. Dogs at home to the Cowboys on Thursday night. So the dogs get back-to-back Thursday nights. Then the pub game, Dragons at Natalstra Jubilee. Yeah. Against the Panthers. Broncos, Rabbitohs up at Suncorp. Warriors, Raiders, supposed to be at Eden Park in Auckland and part of a doubleheader with the Blues. Now it's going to be at Seabus Super. And Super 12 has been called off, hasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Roosters, because I was really worried about how they're going to do the line markings. Yeah, interesting. Roosters, Eagles, Sunny Coast. Oof, that's a beautiful stadium up there. Beautiful surface. Um, and then the second game for the week at Nelstra, N- Natelstra Jubilee, Nestrata. Fuck Nestrata, Nestrata Jubilee, Shark Storm. Tigers at home to the Knights at Leichhardt. And then Seabus Super holding its second match of the round versus the Eels. Um, so I wouldn't really say anything outside of that Roosters Seagulls blockbuster. Um, Broncos Rabbitohs would be nice. But, um, yeah. yeah, Broncos Rabbitohs would be nice. Seabold this bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely stuff. All right. Well, um, Stay safe down there, mate, and we'll, uh, we'll talk all things rugby league. Special shout out to, um, Rishes. I've definitely, um, downed a few Rishes on Friday. Um, I guess amid, amidst the, the pandemic sweeping through the nation. So I want to thank our, um, sponsors and, uh, you've got to love your league. Got to love your league. 
Michael loves stray dogs. Beastie loves Sterlow. You know what they say about playing the game you can't be.